talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help you redefine your culture from the inside out. Today, we want to talk about the new year and the opportunity for metrics. Today, you have your hosts, Nathan Westfall and Michael Moore. Michael, new year, new you. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. I'm a little tired right now, but it's been a good start to the new year so far. How about you, man? Uh, pretty good. Have you made any New Year's resolutions, goals, anything? Yeah, I, ha- I have a few. And so one of them is extremely cliche is uh, anyone that knows me knows that I used to be really into going to the gym and working out. And for whatever reason, probably having a second child, I have kind of not been going to the gym. So I actually started my yep. New Year's resolution mid-December of being back in the gym and I've been nice. pretty faithful to it. And so right now, my chest and my buys are extremely sore. I'm stretching good. them as we speak, but it feels good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, how about you? Well, I don't have any goals or resolutions. That's just crazy talk for you to think that I'd have that. So I guess for me, I guess make sure I'm still going to the gym. But That's yeah. fair. Yeah. But New Year in podcast world, we actually have something new to talk about. We do. Uh, we, we have a new sponsor that we want to introduce to you guys. It's weeknightwebsite.com. Um, again, weeknightwebsite.com. And what I love about them is it is a drag-and-drop WordPress for influencers, bloggers, musicians, pastors, and even for churches. And so if you're thinking of like Wix or some of the other website builders, this is that for WordPress, but kind of on steroids. And so what it is is uh, for an annual subscription of a little under 200 bucks, you're essentially going to get all of the plugins that you need, your hosting, your security, uh, everything for any financial transactions through Square or PayPal that you may have. And they walk you through building a, um absolute excellent uh, website. And so you get WordPress hosting, drab and drop website builder, managed plugins, securities, access to premium plugins, what they call idiot-proof video walkthrough of how to build your website, access to the Facebook community for the weeknight warriors and the side hustlers like you, uh, your own domain online store, including everything with your plan, and then personalized support from real people uh, in America. And so um, it's a fantastic company. It's one ninety seven, and that again, that's a yearly subscription, or you can do it for eighteen ninety nine a month uh, with the annual. Uh, you save, uh, you get two months for free, essentially. And and man, they they've got some incredible clients as well. Um, yeah. They have JP Sears, who's with them, Graham Cook, who's with them, and for people in the church world, Havila Cunnington is actually one of their their top clients as well. Um, and so, if you've ever been to Havila's website. Uh, they help design that and build that, and Weeknight website uh, essentially is their hosting and platform. And so uh, check them out, weeknightwebsite.com, and we will have a link in the show notes for you and more information in the future as well. Yeah, that's great. Good way to start off the year if you're looking to do something new or new website, something. Good yeah, way to I'm, start actually, I'm actually in the process right now of redoing my website completely, because uh, it needs to be uh, refreshed because it's a new year, 2019, not t- 2017. Uh, so I just need a completely new look, and, and I'm going to be using uh, these guys through the whole process. And uh, I just I know it's going to be great. And honestly, what I pay with the other website company that I'm using, uh, this is actually the uh, – well, probably about the same price, but I get so much more bang for my You get buck. a lot more for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yep. definitely. No, that's great. Well, jumping right in, new year. 
Um, I'm glad to be podcasting again. It's been a great two weeks off, but it's it good has. to be talking again. Um, so diving right into this topic, new year and a new opportunity for metrics. Can you share a little bit about uh, what metrics um, and the, you know the importance of them? Yeah. So before I dive into that, I was really kind of just thinking like, what do we what do we talk about going into a new year? And I started thinking myself as a pastor and a leader that um, around June or July of every year, there's kind of this new list of stuff that I say, I'm going to do this better starting in January, or I'm going to do this um, at the beginning of the year, and I want to have a fresh perspective. And for years, it was always metrics, is we would get, you know, June, July, September, whatever it may be, and I'd realize that we had missing metric numbers, or they weren't complete, or we weren't following through, or maybe we weren't collecting enough data with it all. And so really last year, we, we really dove into, I mean, we've been keeping the essential metrics, but we really dove into uh, getting very specific. And we'll go over that list in a little bit about the different metrics that are available. And and so uh, I think that, it, you know, your start of the new year, especially if you're a church, even if you're a business, it's a great opportunity for you to come up with what, what we call a ministry dashboard or a metric dashboard for you to look at everything and to be able to essentially decide how's the health of the church, how are we gauging the health of the church, what are the big rocks or the big priorities that we want to measure and keep track of, and um, what areas need help. And one of the things that I love about metrics is it shows you the weaknesses organizationally in the church through numbers. And I'm a numbers guy. Mm -hmm. I love numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think that it's extremely important. And I just want to say this. God has an entire book in the Bible called Numbers. So I just want to say that, throwing that out there. Jesus counted. You know, he had 12. So go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're good. We actually, uh, I started using metrics in a project of mine. And let me tell you, numbers prove the story more than you might think, right? Oh, yes. Kind of makes you show what's important versus not important real quick. So so what are some of the resistance that, that people can have with metrics, even though they're so great? Yeah, so I think this is more specific to a uh, a church, a church, because a, a church is not made up of a building. It isn't made up of finances. It isn't made up of uh, an organization. A church ultimately yep. is the people, and we do yep. believe that, that we are the church. We are the body of Christ. Uh, so the resistance that I have seen with a lot of people is whenever you start talking numbers or you start talking goals or waypoints that you want to hit, is people get this idea that oh now you're just presenting a business model into the church and I don't I don't like that or why do we really need to keep track of numbers if one person's here that's all that matters and yeah there might be some truth to if one person's here that's all that matters because ultimately um, if if we can reach one then praise God right yep uh, but at the same time if you don't keep track of metrics you're not going to be able to make educated wise decisions. Uh, you're going to find yourself constantly playing catch-up, and you're never going to be able to really pinpoint the problem areas organizationally in the church. Now, let me let me say this as a disclaimer. Numbers do not tell everything. They do not tell everything. Yep. Uh, there is tension in staff. There's uh, uh, a drift that could happen where we become more insider-focused. There could be division going on in the church or in the organization, whatever it may be. Numbers can't tell that story. But numbers can definitely show you a trend to where the health is. And through the metrics and through the numbers, you can really start digging in and finding out the source of kind of what's going on. And so to think about metrics, I think about the human body. Excuse me. Uh, Whenever you're running a fever, that is a symptom 
of uh, you being sick because of whether it's an infection or a disease or a virus or whatever it may be, your fever is a metric that lets your body know that it is sick. Uh, you may not know what the, the root of the problem is, but it, it then calls you to uh, go to the doctor to find out what's going on and to get on some medicine to be able to treat treat not just the symptom but the actual root of the issue. And it's the same thing with metrics. Metrics are not going to be the root of the issue. It is going to be the symptom, whether good or bad, for your organization that will help you get down to the root of any issues that may actually be taking place. And if you do not have metrics, then you're not going to know the symptoms of the church. You're just going to be going off of what Sister Tammy and Brother Joe says. And Brother Joe and Sister Tammy always think that things are great. And sometimes numbers will tell you things are not good. And so that's yeah. why I love metrics. Yeah, for real. How have metrics helped uh, make decisions in the past for, for City Church? So I, I think that for us, it's really, it's been multiple things. Is, is One, just looking at the metrics or the giving trend, right? Uh, that will help us make educated decisions about the budget, which we talked about a few podcasts yep. ago. Yep. Uh, also looking with going multi-site, like are we at capacity? Uh, there's, and we won't get into this today, but there's the whole 80-20 rule with capacity. Is your room 80% full? How many more exp- experiences or gatherings or services do you want to add? And so metrics have really helped us make educated decisions as far as multi-site, as far as adding more times, experience times. And and now for 2019, um, even venue changes. And, and so metrics really have kind of been the driving force of that. Also, uh, where do we want to launch a new location? Metrics have been able to help us with that. Another thing is, uh, should we kill something or should we sustain st- something that is on life support? And so there's been op- there's been times or opportunities that we've had uh, to either advance in something or to kill something based upon the metrics of it. Meaning if something is, is doing well and we're seeing life change taking place and it ties to our mission uh, and the metrics are good, then we're going to keep that keep that going. But if it's on life support and we see that for the past six months, man, no one's attending, no one really cares about this, the involvement just kind of sucks, then we've we've had to kill some ministries or uh, departments, so to speak, within the organization. And so metrics really are, it's kind of that guardrail, so to speak, on a very windy road called leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, or how can metrics help you plan for future growth? Maybe, you know, months in the future, years in the future, you know, thinking long-term here. Yeah. So really this is kind of hard because if you're just now starting off building a metric dashboard, which we'll get into the specifics of that in a minute, uh, it's hard to be able to make a plan for the following year because you only have a year worth of data to be able to collect. However, don't let that be the thing that keeps you from collecting data this year. And so one of the things we've noticed is now we have got um, five plus years of data that we're able to look back. And so for planning purposes, we know that July and August are gonna be low attended, low guest months. We know September, October, November, and December is gonna be our highest year. And so we plan our series according to that. Uh, We plan larger events according to that or outreach opportunities. We ramp up uh, groups. And so we've talked about this before, but, but, but really what it comes down to is we are able to look at the trends from year to year to year and be able to say, yep. here's the high month, here's the low month, here's where we know because it's high that we have to be more engaged, here's a lower month, we're going to kind of release uh, the pressure, so to speak, and not have as much stuff going on and kind of play to the trend. Meaning if a bunch of people are on vacation, 
play to the trend. And let me give you an example. And so uh, we had a phenomenal Christmas as far as attendance go, and we had some salvations and stuff. And so we saw our largest attended Christmas and actually our largest attended um, weekend we've ever had in the history of City Church just a few weeks ago. We go back to church today, and we had half the amount of attendance that we did for Christmas. And so immediately you're just like, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. Where, Where was everybody? But I was able to look at the metrics that we've kept. And this Sunday for us in the Northeast, and I want to address this in a minute, is is uh, historically a low-attended Sunday for us. It does not ramp up until about the third, fourth week in January, and really it yep. comes down to the weather. We're in the cold. South. It is cold. It's actually it's not too bad out right now. It's still cold, but yeah. it could be worse. But, but down in the South, uh, the first four or five weeks in January are popping high attended, uh, high attended Sundays. And so, um, I, if I compare myself to someone in the South, I would be extremely down and depressed, especially coming off of Christmas. But because we have these trends, I was like, Oh, we were down and that's okay. But we were still up over last year. And so I'm really not upset about it, you know? And, uh, and, and so that's, that's kind of, that's, that's the power of, of metrics. Now, it also helps us to be able to make decisions as far as growth, as far as new staffing, as far as how many groups do we need to have. Um, And then also, and I'll get into this in a minute because this is kind of like metrics 2.0, I guess, where to invest our money to see more potential growth that's outside of your normal mainstream church opportunities that you would have. And the same thing is true with the business. You can look at when the busy season is, when the busy season isn't, when to plan vacations, when not to plan vacations. It's just really a a good guardrail or tool that helps you to be able to navigate uh, as things uh, go forward. And then you could also make projections off of it, which which we've yeah. done, you know. Yep. And we don't always hit our projections, but we're we're pretty close. And it's because I, I hate to say this, we. We live by the numbers. We don't die by the numbers, but we do. We do look at a lot of numbers, a lot of numbers. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's good. So, I know about the future. I know about you know what decisions it helps make. If I have a a dashboard, you know, kind of like a one page, um, you know, I log in, look at my metrics dashboard. What are some of the essentials that you would suggest to someone to to look at? So, whenever we first started out, we tracked attendance, salvation baptisms, giving, um, and group participation. And so that's mm-hmm. that's kind of five areas. Uh, and, and by groups, I mean small group, community group, life group, hope group, whatever it is in your context, right? Um, <clears throat> so we, we looked at church attendance. We looked at the giving per capita, not just Sunday after Sunday, because some, some weeks it would be, you know, up by 300%. And then the next week, it would be just like, what the heck happened? Does no one get paid this week? And so uh, that's also helped us to be able to plan out. We know that the first and the last week of every month is going to be high giving month or high giving weeks because of keeping metrics. Uh, And then also like uh, baptisms and salvations, that's that should be a given for any, especially any church. And then group participation. uh, And, you know, we say this all the time is we believe that uh, that discipleship happens best in the context of groups or circles instead of rows. And, and so we, we do believe that. We stole that phrase from Andy Stanley. Uh, and so how many people in our church are engaged into uh, the community group participation? How many people are getting plugged in uh, to the group participation? 
And so that that's honestly what I would say is probably the bare essentials that you should have that you should be measuring as a church. And we measure a lot more than that now, um, which we'll we'll get into in a minute. But I would say that's definitely the bare essentials for it. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, so what are some other things then, you know, talking past the essentials that churches could add to their metric dashboard and, and why might they branch out past these essentials? Because for someone who's scared for metrics, right, the essentials might be already a stretch. Why would why would I stretch out more and kind of add something else? Yeah, I. Uh, so here's the thing. If you're not doing, if you're not keeping track of attendance, I just want to say this, you're being foolish. All right. I just want to throw that out there. You're being foolish, especially whenever you go to take out a loan from a bank to buy a building. Uh, they're going to want to know what your attendance has been. And, and so you need to keep track of that. But uh, it, so you say say you're just now starting metrics. I would uh, let me just read you the list. This is everything that we look at right now uh, in the context of City Church. And then I'm, I'm trying to actually pull this up, but I want to be able to share this with you kind of where we ended the years that way the year. Excuse me. That way, mm-hmm. uh, people people know, and of course, I can't seem to find it because um, I'm not smart like you. You know, no, that's cool. It, While you're doing that, do you know what uh, what what tools do you guys use for for metrics? Well, let me so let me let me go back to let me jump back. Let me go down our list. This is what we go this ahead. is what we keep track of. All right, so we keep track of attendance. We keep track of giving. Uh, weekly, but also giving per capita. And by that, I mean giving per capita is adults and students. Uh, We do not count kids in giving per capita. We keep track of city kids' attendance as well as city kids' guests. We keep track of how many connect cards or guests that we receive. We keep track of how many baptisms, how many salvations, or should I say salvations and then baptisms, how many people are involved in community groups, how many people attend Uh, the essentials class, and have actually gone through it and gotten plugged into a group. How many people volunteer on a Sunday? I think that that's important, uh, especially if you're looking at, you see a trend where your volunteers start to dip down, uh, even though you're experiencing growth, it will help you navigate that. Uh, We keep track of leaders, and by that I mean how many leaders are we raising up and how many people are actually attending the leadership training and participating Mm -hmm. in that. Uh, yep. And this is this is some other stuff that really last year we've kind of really zoned in on and have been paying attention to more. Uh, but it's social media and not just social media likes or hearts on Instagram or Facebook. But I mean, social media, how many people are we reaching and how many people are we engaging in social media? So you can reach 10,000 people, but if you don't engage to anybody, that's a problem. Uh, but if you're reaching 1,000 people and you're engaging with 500 people, that's phenomenal. And so yep. it's, it's, and this is actually one of those trends that you've seen a lot of uh, larger businesses. For instance, Nike has switched to this to where they are now focusing on engagement over actually reach. And so a lot of churches are, I would encourage you to focus on that as well. Another thing is podcast downloads. How many podcasts are, are uh, uh, on a weekly basis, how many people are downloading the podcast? And so last year, and I don't remember the exact number, but it was it was over 10,000 people downloaded the City Church podcast. And I was just like, where are all of these people listening from? And then I found out we had, you know, seven or 800 downloads from somebody in California. Now, it may have been a robot. I don't know. Um, but, you know, if it wasn't, that means that we have got an audience in California that we didn't even know about. Another thing is website hits. And with website hits, what pages are they hitting on? Uh, what's the bounce rates 
rate with it? Uh, and then where are people coming from that are looking on the website? Uh, some of the other things that, and this goes more into like very detailed stuff, is where does the people in our church community live? And and so you should be able to say, well, we have you know, 30 families that live in this county and 20 families. And maybe you don't have an exact number, right? But if you can pull up that data and you can look at it, how many married people do you have? How many single Mm, people do you have? How many college students do you have? How many teenagers do you have? How many families do you have with kids? Uh, And then the other thing, kind of to close it all out, is how many people are actually engaging into uh, the the serving events and engaging into just different community-based events that you guys may have going on. And so these are all things that we track here at City Church, and they're extremely important. Um, and, and it honestly has helped us make uh, incredible decisions, both uh, good and bad, kind of good as far as like this is what's good or bad. This is something that we need to veer away from because this is this is what we're seeing, you know. And so yeah. it's yeah, yeah. it's been good. It's definitely been good. No, that's great. It all sounds like good metrics where, um, as you said, I mean, the bank is, is one reason alone just to keep track of attendance. But oh, yeah. uh, it's just a good way for you to say, you know, uh, especially us when at City Church when we're trying to keep the calendar to a minimum, you know, if someone comes in and is like, oh, can we do this conference? It uh, doesn't make sense because only 10% of our congregation is married. So why does that matter? Not that that's our actual number, but, you know right, what I mean, something, right. something like that where you can kind of clearly see if – if something makes sense, um, it's just good to know, good to have, rather than just always shooting in the dark. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, I totally agree with that, man. I told, and it, it's been so good to help us uh, really just define and and come up with like, all right, this is this is the best thing for us, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. So now, if if I've never kept good metrics or metrics at all, what are some resources that that a church or business could use to help develop sort of this metrics dashboard? All right, so I literally have pulled up right now. I have a Google Drive that will help you. Uh, it's a you put in the numbers, you change the words, but all of the um, all of the the mathematical metrics and equations and stuff is already in there. And so, uh, what this and this is again bare minimum. It will measure for you uh, year to date attendance. It'll measure for you year to date giving. It'll measure for you conversions or salvations, baptisms. It'll measure for you the people involved in small groups, how many small groups have split, the number of small groups in A County, the number of small groups in B County. Uh, And then it will also give you uh, that as kind of a spreadsheet uh, for the year, month by month, quarter by quarter, week by week, uh, and, and just an absolute breakdown. And so that's, that's a very, very, very basic. And, uh, I can give this to anybody. Literally, I can just share it with you from Google Drive. Love to do that. Another platform yeah, that you cool. can get started with, which we we use for a portion of our stuff, is actually um, uh, churchmetrics.com. I think it's churchmetrics.com. Church, yep, churchmetrics.com. And so churchmetrics.com, they have an app. And so every Sunday, I can literally go into the app, enter in the numbers that are reported, and then, boom, plug it in, and I've got a snapshot of the weekend. Now, the thing with church metrics is if you want to add stuff to the app, um, you have to be a little, it, it isn't the most user-friendly uh, platform, in my opinion. If you're not very smart like me with certain things, then, you know, it's just one of those things, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, 
Uh, I'm just, I'm just I'm just being honest with you, uh, but I do love it because their graphs are are simple to read and you can usually get reports pretty quick with that. And then also any like uh, planning centers got databases that you can keep track. Yeah. Kingdom yep. Steward has got databases. Fellowship One has got and so there's lots of databases out there that will help you keep track of all of this. And so what we've done is we use Kingdom Steward, we use Planning Center, and we use. Uh, church metrics, and then we combine all of those and we plug it into a Google Doc file uh, that has been running now for, uh, I think, five, maybe six years uh, on the big stuff. And then on the little stuff, obviously, we didn't have that five or six years ago, uh, but we've just kind of added on. And so we can literally look back at uh, one year, two year, three year, where we were, where our projections are, and kind of the trend that's going on. Uh, And so we, we do that through Google Docs. And it's been it's been awesome. It's been absolutely, uh, yeah, absolutely awesome. That's great. Planning Center, I know, has even helped out for, I mean, if you go in and put all that data in for metrics, who's a family, who's married, all that stuff, uh, it even helps your, your volunteer staff, right? So me as mm-hmm. a as a leader or something can quickly go in and say, oh, Joe's actually married to, to Sally, and you can kind of very quickly see where they served, how often they attend church, and kind of make it, you know, uh, for me, it helped me make a couple leadership decisions and stuff like that to kind of see the history of that person uh, yeah. over time. Um, so, you know, church metrics aside in terms of just the overall picture, that week-to-week picture also, Planning Center, I would say, does a great job with that if if you keep up with it. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. And it is one of those things that you do have to keep up with it. And if you don't keep up with it, man, um, it's easy to – it's easy to just be like, oh, let me just put that on the back burner, but it will come back and bite you. I promise you it will come back and bite you if you do not keep up with it. Yep. And, it and it really just has been one of those um, – it's been one of those those things that's been extremely beneficial to us, you know. And yeah. I would I would encourage anyone. Like, honestly, this is, this is a huge opportunity for you to be able to uh, – keep track of your metrics and find out like this is where we are this is really where we are and so here i want to i want to finally found the this is our season three stats and so i just want to kind of give everyone so this is what it's been able to give to us um and some of this may make sense to you some of this may not make sense to you and so this is just the statistics i'm not going to go over uh outside of baptisms and salvations i won't go over any of the uh specific numbers as far as attendance and stuff. But uh, so end of the year group participation, we saw that 50% of our church was involved in groups this past season. End of the year serving, nice. uh, we saw that 37.5% was involved in serving, which is actually down from the year before where it was at almost 50%. And so our goal for that is 45% uh, with that. We saw in, uh, baptisms at 25, salvations at at uh, 44. Our giving per capita, I won't say what it was, but it was down about $5 from where it was last year. Um, the, However, and I thought this was cool, the percentage of the congregation giving is at 42.5%, which is huge. Um, now, that may they may not all be tithing, but they're at least giving something. So here's some of the data stuff. We had 27 unique users, 2,700 unique users. Uh, for the website in quarter four, uh, that was almost 4,000 sessions, a bounce rate of 50.83%. Each duration was one minute and 52 seconds, and 53.4 of those people visited from a desktop and 40.4 visited from a smartphone. Uh, and then out of that, we saw 49 
people out of 300 Connect cards come in that got plugged into the church, which is a retention for new people of 16%, which is low. And that was, again, being transparent, it's one of those things that we realized that we needed to increase because the year before that we had about a 25% retention Mm -hmm. on that. And so that's just from season three or quarter four, so to speak, uh, that we were able to look at those numbers and be like, all right, here's what's going on. Here's where the church is. Uh, Here's some areas. And so through that, and again, that's a quick snapshot, we realize that we need to focus on retention with guests. How do we get our guests plugged in more? Do we need to be more intentional? And we've had several conversations leading up to the new year that says, all right, in the new year, this is going to be our focus. And so our focus for season one is getting the first-time guest to actually get plugged in because we, we don't have an issue getting the guest into the door. We, we have the lack of retention as far as getting the guest to being plugged in yep. Um, yep. with that. So. And, and with that, let me just say this. We also look at national averages of where a healthy church should be according to, uh, you know, people like the Unstuck Group or the 95 Network and then compare us to other churches uh, that are about the same size within that, those categories. And so we're not like we're not shooting from the hip with these numbers, I guess is what I'm saying. We're trying to be yeah. as realistic yeah, 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 as yeah. possible. And so even 16% retention rate, the national average is at 20%. We were at 25% last year. And so we're down 9% uh, from our retention rate year over year. And that's something that we can fix. However, we grew by 20%, which is, you know, it's one of those one of those things. You know, it's, yeah. it's very interesting. And so, um, but yeah, that's yeah. the power of numbers. I, that was a long, long no, you're answer good. And I think, your very I short think it's question. I think it's important that of what you said, though, that... Um, you know, it's important to have all these metrics, but it's almost more important of, of what you do with these metrics um, or how you compare them and what you said. Oh, so we yeah. compare the unstuck group and other people um, because otherwise they're just numbers, right? If you don't use them properly, they could actually hurt you more than they could help you. So unless you know to compare to these metrics, unless you know to um, kind of come up with realistic goals and kind of actually see what's good versus bad. Um, these numbers are just numbers on a paper. and You could be shooting for the wrong thing because you might think your number means one thing when it means something totally different. So um, h- having resources like the Unstuck Group or um, I forget, the 95 Network, I think is what you said, Yeah. Um, is just is crucial for you to use uh, with your numbers to make sure that you are hitting realistic goals, are hitting the track, and kind of just how you how you stack up. So I think that's important yeah. too. And and with that, they I mean they use they pull thousands of churches, and so they're just not right. they're not just being it's not five guys in a room being like oh what should giving per capita right. be? You know they're looking right. at this is the national average for growing churches, this is the national average for plateaued churches, this is the national average for declining churches. You know, yep. and then you kind of get to pick pick where it is and. And let me let me just say this. I don't know if we're going to hit on this or not. And I think it was one of the questions. And I know we're almost out of time, so I'll I'll be real quick with yeah, this. Yeah, one with this. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we look at our metrics every Monday at staff meeting. Now we don't look at metrics at the entire metric board every Monday, <clears throat> but every Monday at staff meeting, we review our core metrics: community group participation, connect cards that came in, guest. Uh, salvations, baptisms, which baptisms don't happen every week, attendance, etc. Once a month, our elders sit down and we start picking through all of the metrics that that I just listed, even down to uh, the website. And look, we've got it down to where we know if our website dips, that means our SEO is messed up and Google has dropped us. And so we go in and we fix that with Google um, 
with that if our website hits are going down. Those are just the trends that we've been able to learn over the past couple of years. And so this is something that we are every month, sometimes weekly, constantly evaluating, constantly looking at. We, we look at graphs. We look at charts. We, we doodle on, on big Post-it notes uh, and whiteboards, and it truly has helped us uh, achieve kind of some of the growth that we have been experiencing recently. And this is something that seven years ago I never would have thought about, and I would have been like, that's just too business-minded. Uh, but now looking at how God is in the practical as well as he is in the spiritual and that everything practical ultimately is spiritual. God is in the business of looking at numbers. And so if God looks at numbers and God counts people, why should the church not look at numbers and count people? And so I just want to close with that. And I want to encourage you, man, if you need a dashboard, I can send you literally a blank template. You can change everything and make it however you want. Uh, But everything's already plugged in. We've got that for you. And we just want to be a resource for you because I genuinely believe it will help you and your organization get better. Yeah, we'll find a way to put that in the show notes. So if anyone wants it, they can they can do it. And obviously, yeah, you can reach out to reach out to us, and Mike will provide any resources you need to to get started. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, we want to thank everyone for listening this week to starting off 2019 uh, with an episode about new metrics, new perspective, new year. Yeah, um, yeah. Can, can I say you, one more thing? Yeah, this, this go is ahead. My, this is my preacher thing. closing. You got to say pastor, one more. And then yeah, you can yeah. close. All right. So this entire month, because we're going into a new year, we could have gone in with some like thought-provoking stuff, but this entire month we're going to be as super practical as we can. That way you can take this stuff and yep. implement it within a few days or just simply an email, hey, give me your resources. So we just want to be as practical as possible uh, for the month of January because we know January is going to set you up for the rest of the year. All right. Now yeah, you can do totally, your closing. Yeah. Love no, you all. Good. <laughs> sorry good? i'm good i'm done okay i want to make sure so there's no, this as... one no i'm joking i'm joking all right i'm done i'm done uh, i'm muting okay. myself good there you go okay so just so everyone knows it's great that you joined us this year if this is a uh, your first episode um feel free to go back and visit other ones as michael said we're going to start this new year off right with setting you up to make sure that the rest of the year is the success and the best year you've ever had at your church or organization uh, if you want to find more information, you can find us at insideoutgroup.org. You can email us podcast at insideoutgroup.org, or you can uh, hear more from Michael. You can find him anywhere on social media at Mike Moore ALB. Um, we thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week.